This is the Friday, April 8th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you set for the day in wagering, and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day and the weekend. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks with you here, getting ready for the weekend of a wonderful Thursday that was spent not moving more than the you know eight steps it requires for me to go from the couch to the refrigerator all day Thursday, watching the Masters opening round, watching MLB opening day, backing up with a little NBA action as well. Anita, we have another full slate for Friday. Are you ready to dive in, milady? Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. You know we're going to start down at Augusta. And uh, we saw a wonderful round one. Uh, Sung J.M., the leader, he won the tournament here at my club, TPC Summerlin, uh, last year, the Shriners Classic. So, surprised to see Sung J go low. Of course, everyone was watching Tiger Woods, who carded an opening round, one under 71. First professional tournament, first competitive tournament in more than 500 days. And Tiger doing what Tiger does at Augusta, firing one under in the first round. So, Anything that you're looking to wager uh, with round two already underway as we're recording this and um, conditions expected to be a little more harsh come the afternoon. Anita, that's when Tiger tees off, I think, 1.41 p.m. Eastern around that time. Uh, anything that you're looking to wager in round two? Yeah, a few things. I think it's really important because I, I know you and I talked about it at nauseum uh, on the podcast and bet and daily wager in regard to will Tiger Woods make the cut or not. Folks need to know the cut line as of right now is plus three. So what does that mean? Tiger needs to shoot a 77 or better today to make the cut. As we know, it's his second day after walking 18. He hasn't walked 18 yet. Colder temperatures, winds expected to 20 to 30 mile per hours. Um, and of course, the tee time is at 140. So as we're taping this, we're about an hour and 40 minutes away. Can he do it? I posted it on Twitter and 80% of the votes and I've already gotten 100 votes say that he will make the cut. I'm sure you agree because that was your best bet on Wednesday. So, but let's talk about some of the matchups. And right now you could get Tony Finau to have a better round than Tiger Woods at minus 140. Now in the first round, just to share some stats with you, Tyler, strokes game total, Finau 10, Woods 10. However, here's where they differ. Strokes game tee to green, Finau 10, Tiger Woods 38. Strokes gain off the tee. Tiger was not hitting fairways yesterday. Finau was 16. Tiger Woods ranked 79th. And around the green, Finau 15th. Tiger Woods 35. So I do like Finau to have a better round than Tiger, especially Finau, how strong he is off the tee. And you could get that matchup at minus 140. Also, uh, wins again are expected to be horrific this afternoon. So as of right now, Sun JM at the top of the leaderboard. Um, and so you can get him to uh, to to uh, to finish as the as the round leader today, still at plus 240. And, and I would I would bet that I think those are some good odds, considering how horrific the weather conditions in the winds are going to be later this afternoon. Yeah, Anita, I think they're kind of being exaggerated how bad the weather conditions are going to be, um, especially for the golfers who know how to play this course like Tiger Woods. 
um, guys who have been there and played, you know, five plus seven plus round or seven plus tournaments, pardon me, at Augusta. I, I'm not saying it's going to be uh, better in the afternoon wave at all. Certainly not. It's going to be advantageous to be teeing off earlier in the day. But I don't think we're going to see some massive three or four st shot stroke on average difference between the uh, opening round and the um, second or, or the opening wave, pardon me, and the afternoon wave. So uh, as far as Tiger is concerned, I'm looking at his uh, two round or second round three ball with the same two players that he competed with against yesterday. Joaquin Needham is plus 120. Louis Eustace is plus 190 and Tiger's plus 240. And I just think this is outrageous. Give me Tiger at plus 240. Neiman, I understand, has a tremendous game to play in the win. His low piercing ball flight is exactly what you want to do. But Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. And I can get twice the return on investment for someone who could literally play this course blindfolded, whether it's rainy, whether it's sunny, whether it's windy, whether it's not, no matter where the pins are, no matter what the greens are rolling. And he can go out there 500 days after a car crash and shoot a one under or 500 days after competing, pardon me, 17 months after a car crash and shoot a one under 71 when no one thought he would do that. So again, I just don't think the market is appropriately crediting Tiger Woods for how good he is at playing golf at Augusta. I think we're over-exaggerating the pain tolerance, the rebuilt right leg. Again, remember, this is someone who won the U.S. Open tolerating the pain of walking 18 holes at Pebble Beach, which I think is also no walk in the park like Augusta with all the undulation and uh, hill changes there and all the difficult lies you can have with double stress fractures and a torn ACL. So I know he was a younger Tiger back then, but he's still the same mentally. He can handle whatever pain he is dealing with. Remember that shot he hit on 14? I believe it was 14 uh, yesterday where he was in the pine straw and he did the classic Tiger recoil. The fact that he didn't break in half right there should tell everyone all they need to know. Tiger is primed to handle whatever physically he needs to. And it is very clear. We saw it yesterday for 71 strokes, Anita. It is very clear that his game is in good shape. He had a few wayward drives but the short game is awesome. The putting, the clutch par saves that we are so used to seeing from Tiger is there as well. So at plus 240, I will take him to win the second round three brawl against Uzhazen, who I think is still maybe uh, dealing with some back pain. And we know he doesn't handle injuries the way Tiger does. He did not look good yesterday. And Neiman, who fired a career best 69. That was the best round he's ever shot at Augusta. On Thursday, I think he's due for some negative regression. He is still a youngster, and I still think more than his ball flight and talent, Tiger's wherewithal, grit, and intelligence around this course is going to mean more for the conditions in the second half of Friday than Neiman's talent. So I've gone on a rant there. I'm just tired of people doubting Tiger. So I will just <laughs> say it well, one more time. Do not bet against this man at Augusta. I'm going to doubt him once again, and I'll bet you a bottle of wine. I'm looking at the statistics here. Strokes game total, Neiman three, Tiger Woods 10. Strokes game tee to green, Neiman five, Tiger Woods 38. Strokes gain off the tee, Neiman six, Tiger Woods 79. Strokes gained on approach, Neiman six, Tiger Woods 11. Where Tiger Woods saved his behind yesterday was putting. He was ranked 13th strokes, strokes gained uh, on, in putting. So 
I, like if his putter doesn't show up today, he's in some deep doo-doo, Tyler. So I'm like, listen, I love your love for for Tiger Woods. I am hosting a master's party at my apartment on Sunday with a plethora of egg salad sandwiches and pimento cheese sandwiches and a ton of champagne. I want Tiger to be in the hunt, but I'm looking at the statistics. If if he comes out, especially in these conditions today, and outperforms Neiman based on what we saw Neiman do in round one, man, I will send you a case of wine, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, we are rarely at odds, but uh, it is clear that Tiger is driving a wedge between our love, Anita. But uh, we both we both want. There's no doubt we both want to see Tiger do well. It's just one of us thinks he will, and one of us is a little uh, uh, skeptical of that possibility. So, of course, it's going to be fun to watch the Masters coverage all day, ESPN Plus and ESPN. Make sure you do that. But there's more than just golf to get to today. We saw opening day of Big League Baseball yesterday. Anita, I was happy to see my Cardinals handle the Pirates, but I think pretty much every team that plays the Pirates this year is going to beat that, that outfit. They are not going to be a very good team. So, looking at today's baseball slate, it's another full slate and uh, we will see, finally, the Red Sox and the Yankees play today. Um, we do have some day games and then, of course, a big slate of night games. I know you had kind of a money line parlay that you were eyeing uh, with a few teams today that you want to attack. You care to share that with the people? Absolutely. I know everybody's – not everybody. A lot of people, obviously, are picking the Dodgers to win the World Series, but many are picking the White Sox. They take on the Tigers today. Tigers getting one and a half, but I actually like them on the money line. Um, at plus 115, Rodriguez – He's been excellent against the White Sox. 4-0, of course, when he was pitching for Boston. Um, so weather conditions, 42 degrees, rain, not going to be really well for, for hitters. So I do like Detroit. Also the Rays, 18-1 against the O's last season. And, um, you know, obviously uh, should have more success. And, and Toronto as well. So I'm playing – so A, I'm playing Detroit solo. Uh, because I'm really big on Rodriguez today, but also I'm playing a three-way money line parlay with the Tigers, the Rays, and the Blue Jays on the money line. Okay, I do like especially um, one of your picks there, the Tampa Bay Rays. They're taking on the Orioles, and we are betting bullies at ESPN on Daily Wager, our crew. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, it's just too easy. You're not going to lose money just blindly betting against the Orioles all season long. I took the under on their win total, which was 62 and a half. They won, what, 53 games last season. They ha they've had 100 losses or more in three campaigns. This is just a franchise that is just, I mean, it, I don't even know what the word for ineptitude is for the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know if you know this about me. I lived in Baltimore for three years. I hosted Sports Talk Radio from 2 to 6 p.m. And my show aired on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, which is owned by the or the owners of the Orioles, mm -hmm. the uh, Peter Angelos. And so I know the family really well. And so I feel your pain. I mean, but you know what? A lot of this, Tyler, is Major League Baseball, right? Like you don't have you don't have to be a huge winner in Major League Baseball in regards to the profit share to make, oh, to make it's no, a cash no. cow. Angelos, right. cash cow for the Angelos family. There's no incentive to go out and spend the money that the Mets are spending to go out and win baseball games and try to win a World Series in order to profit. So no, if, anything, if anything, blame Major League Baseball because they, they take advantage. Is, this is this is a this is a this is a, a you know a company. 
for the Angelos family, and they're making money hand over fist. Yeah, this is absolutely uh, a problem with Major League Baseball that organizations like the Orioles, the Athletics, they they can spend as little as they want and still make a lot of money with their bottom line on the business side, and that's exactly what teams like Baltimore and Atlanta or the uh, A's, pardon me, uh, are, are doing this year. So uh, I like the Rays. They're at home against this uh, Orioles team. I play them on the money line. Another one I'm going to play on the money line today. I hope we get this out before it starts. Or, or I'm sorry, on the run line. I'm going to play the, the Rays on the run line, plus 115, so they got to win by two runs. Same for the Philadelphia Phillies against the Oakland A's. I'm going to all year long pick on the A's and the Orioles, Anita. When we do Daily Wager podcasts, you're going to hear me during the summer picking on whoever is uh, playing the A's and the Orioles. They're going to lose a lot of games this season. And uh, Aaron Nola going against Frankie Montas. Montas is a good pitcher for the A's. Uh, but the that Phillies lineup is stacked now with the additions that they've made. Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, uh, the A's have no offense whatsoever after getting rid of Chapman and Olsen. Uh, Montas is a good pitcher. I think he'll be all right for the first five innings, but once they get to that bullpen, the Phillies should take advantage. Same can be said for the Rays. Their offense not as robust as the Phillies, but and John Means, the starter for the or- Orioles, is pretty good, but their bullpen is the worst in baseball. So once the Rays you know, get past the fourth or fifth inning and means has to come out, then it's all, all hands on deck. And I expect the Rays to score a lot uh, against that Baltimore bullpen. So that's what I'm looking at today in major league baseball. Hopefully uh, you get these uh, picks in before those games start uh, because they are a little bit earlier in the day. Meanwhile, we can move to the NBA and wrap it up there as the season is coming to uh, its close. We saw some good games last night. Uh, Anita, anything that you like on the NBA card tonight? Yeah, there's there's a few. Uh, I know you you've been really big on the Pistons, uh, best against the spread team for the last few weeks. It's their home finale tonight, going up against the Bucks, who are in the second game of a back to back. I do expect them to rest Giannis, possibly the entire team. Meanwhile, Detroit they've won three of four, so I'm on the Pistons. Uh, they're getting five. I would my, I would even play them on the money line at plus 180. Also, I'm waiting for the player props to drop. Cuttingham, he's averaging 17 points a game. So if 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 the uh, if the player prop in regard to over under 17 and a half point drops for Cunningham, I'm going to take the over. Three of his last four games, he's put up 25, 27, and 34 points. He's av- he's also averaging most assists, and he's averaging anywhere between six assists a game. So I'm going to keep an eye on that as well. Yeah, I like the Pistons. 17, one, and two as an underdog in their last 20 games. Uh, they finally failed to cover as an underdog their last time out against Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Uh, but like you, I expect the Bucks to be resting everyone uh, with very little to play for and uh, having that uh, you know much-needed victory last night against the Boston Celtics. Um, the Cavaliers are getting eight and a half in Brooklyn against the Nets. I know everyone loves the Nets because they have Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And those guys can score the bucket. Score the basketball all the time, but I mean, I'm a, the I'm Nets, the yeah, the eight and a half is not enough respect to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets stink ATS at home. They're like eight 30 and one ATS at home this season. And I know people will say, well, they didn't have Kyrie, but the lines that the books were coming up with affected that they weren't accounting for Kyrie uh, they would, and him playing. They were accounting for his absence when they made these. So Whatever it is about the Nets at Barclays Center, they stink ATS. The Cavs, even though they've been slipping and sliding, 
no through no fault of their own. They've just been had dealt horrible injury luck uh, down the stretch of the season. Eight and a half is way too many points to give a team like the Cavaliers, who is a pretty decent team uh, for a team like the Nets, who stink ATS at home. Both teams are motivated because the Cavs right now are in the seventh spot and the Nets are in the eighth spot. Uh, in the Eastern Conference. So in that, you know, play-in matchup, it's for home court advantage, essentially. So I just think eight and a half is too much, uh, given the way that it's cannot defend at all, and they stink ATS at home. Uh, yeah. That's th- that's really the only game I have conviction about because so many of these other teams, you don't know what their motivation is going to be right now, and we don't know who they're going to dress and have rest today, Anita. Well, I'm with you with the Cavs. Also, keep in mind, Mobley is expected back for the Cavs, which is going to be huge for them. And as you pointed out, motivational factor there, they want to maintain that seven seed that Brooklyn's trying to, of course, attain. A very interesting game here, Tyler, is the Hawks and the Heat, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Hawks, as we know, um, you know, they 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 still they have an opportunity to get the seventh seed. So they're, they're going to ball out, right? They want to try to win. Um, the only way that they do get the, the seventh seed is if, they win out and the Cavs lose out. But nonetheless, what's really interesting here is the Heat. As we know, the Heat has locked in the number one seed. Now, are they going to be playing their starters tonight because they want to try to dictate the play-in game and avoid the Brooklyn Nets? What's going to be more important for them? To, to control the play-in scenario or to rest their players and get them ready for the playoffs? That's going to be really intriguing to me. With all that being said, I think... I just I think the best play here is for them to rest their players. They've already locked in the number one seed. So I like the Hawks today at minus one and a half. But it's really what what the Heat do tonight is yeah. really gonna be really interesting to see what what they value. I would value keeping my players healthy and rested and ready to go for the postseason. And I'll take on whoever is gonna come my way in round one. The other game that I do like is the Rockets and the Raptors. I like the over at 228 and a half. Toronto, we know they've been hot. Houston, worst defense in the NBA. They're great in transition basketball. I think this game is going to be very fast and furious and loose. So I like the over in the Rockets-Raptors game at 228. Yeah, I I definitely like overs. Uh, I noticed this in yesterday's NBA slate, but it seems like now with motivations waning in the final uh, few games of the game, NBA season uh, we're seeing defense and effort kind of wane as well so uh, I mean you look at the totals last night and there was a lot of games that were in the one or the 230s and 240s in terms of totals that went over their total so I I would lean toward the overs uh, for the final few games of the uh, regular season and that Hawks heat game is one where usually when the heat are involved I want to play the under Hawks are an over team for sure but with the heat maybe not having the motivation defensively that we're used to seeing um, I like that over, and I, I did not uh, even uh, look at that Raptors uh, game as well, but that is certainly one that that stands out to me uh, against the Rockets because the Rockets are just you know playing freewheeling basketball with other young guys, Kevin Porter and Jalen Green, no defense, let's go get buckets and have some fun. Uh, so I'm definitely looking, if I'm playing totals right now, I'm playing overs the final few days of the NBA regular season. So that will do it for a uh, little heated, a little – a little feisty Friday edition. It's feisty Friday here on the Daily Wager podcast, no doubt about it. Anita, I hope you enjoy the uh, Sunday egg salad sandwich and pimento cheese sandwiches. I, too, will be going to a master's party where I will be indulging in those delicacies as well, maybe an adult beverage or nine. 
uh, but certainly going to be fun all weekend long seeing if Tiger can uh, replicate what he did Thursday, make the cut, and uh, we can get some uh, four rounds of Tiger golf at Augusta here and see who uh, takes on the 2022 Green Jacket. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed our Friday edition. Some golf, some NBA, some MLB as well. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. That helps us out tremendously. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday on the Daily Wager Podcast. 